Hey, are you ready to create reliable revenue and master every detail of your hosting business? If you want to avoid compromising all those hospitality details that you love, but still approach hosting like the business it is, we created a free class just for you. Set aside 45 minutes. We promise it's worth your time. And go watch our value-packed workshop where we go over how to master every detail of your hosting business with our foolproof hosting business mastery method that will help you avoid hosting burnout. Growing. We're simply starting your hosting business isn't always easy, but it can be simple. We'll help you avoid the three big mistakes that are keeping you stuck tired, and overwhelmed as a short-term rental host so that you have a powerful revenue stream you can actually rely on. If you're ready to take your hosting to the next level, head on over to thanksforvisiting.me forward slash workshop to watch this on-demand training. Or send us a DM on Instagram with the word workshop. We'll send you the link and most likely a video (laughs) DM. We love those. Again, that's thanksforvisiting.me forward slash workshop. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, listeners. Welcome back for another great week. I am Sarah Karakayan. I am Annette Grant, and together we are... Thanks Thanks for visiting. visiting. We are going to start off this episode like we do each and every time, sharing one of your spaces that you've put together and are sharing with the world via our hashtag, STRSharesunday. You're sharing them on Instagram, and we are finding you and sharing you here on the show. And then every Sunday via our Instagram account, Nettie, who are we sharing this week? This week, we are sharing at... Duck Pond A-Frame. Ooh. Exactly. It's as interesting as it sounds. Okay. Again, that's Duck Pond A-Frame. And this is a property done by one of our amazing friends and Airbnb super host at Flippin' Windy. So we're going to give you two hashtags there. And it's a Dutch A-Frame. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting space. It's not something you would think you would find in Arizona because it's on a duck pond. And one thing that we want to say, we Flippin' Windy does an amazing job. And Flippin' Windy on Instagram is Flippin', F-L-I-P-P-I-N, Windy. Uh, She does an amazing job of furniture curation. She uh, has a, a lot of eclectic spaces, but this one in particular just catches your eye it's a one of a one of a kind stay. She has this unbelievable 
rainbow of glassware. I want to go and drink, oh. drink something out of every single... She's got a lot of visual thing. interest, which yes. again, listeners, remember like how you take your photos. It, unlike real estate and selling real estate, you're not going to have a chance necessarily to have the buyer come and like walk the space before they decide. You've got to sell them with the photos. And I think that obviously Wendy does a really nice job of doing that. She tells a story there. And the other part too, I really do encourage you to go to this Instagram handle and then go to her Airbnb listing. And not only are her photos amazing, please go through and read her about the space line by line. Mm. She does an amazing, amazing job of really letting you know what's in every single room, what you can enjoy there. The copy is amazing. And yet she's really, really clear on the rules. So I encourage you, take take five, 10 minutes, go to this particular listing on on Airbnb. And I'm sure after you read hers, you'll want to make some upgrades and some changes to yours because she is killing it here. This space just opened in 2020 and it's been sold out. Uh, mm. Really one of a kind. And we cannot wait to stay with Flip and Wendy here soon. So and then give it a follow. We'll have that link to her listing in the show notes so that if you're driving right now or on the treadmill, don't worry, you can check it out later. All right. And if you want us to share you on the podcast here or on our and in our Instagram account, not or, but and, use the hashtag STR Share Sunday. And we are always looking for new listings to share here. So thank you so much for participating. And on to the show, we have back international safety expert, Justin Ford of Breezeway. Uh, Justin has been on our show many times, always with an amazing topic surrounding safety. I, I mean, it's the one thing that whenever Nettie and I do consultations or we're talking to new hosts or what have you, and we always ask about the safety component, it, unfortunately, a lot of the times we're like, oh, right, I am inviting people over who aren't mm-hmm. familiar with the space. And oh, right, liability is a thing. <laughs> so Justin comes on the show, reminds us about the importance of safety. And today we're going to talk about pool and spa. But Justin, welcome to the show. Hello, ladies. It's great to be back. Justin, it's always great to have you on because Sarah knows after every episode that we have, <laughs> I have a new new pair of glasses. They're called safety glasses that yeah. I see everything in a brand new light after, <laughs> after you're on the show. So today... Justin, let's get into it. This because we're coming up into the the, the summer months here, and yes. a lot of people have you know have been cooped up and they're they're wanting to to get out. I already I was just at Costco and the gentleman was telling me how he just rented a place in Destin, Florida, with a pool specifically for for all of his grandkids. So so we we're excited to hear about the pool and spas. Well, and Justin, before you get into pool and spa, can you just let our listeners know if they haven't heard you on the show before a little bit more about you? What your what your life's mission is here, and um, yeah, just a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who wants to read more about, I mean, I do. We were on the Today Show, for example, on Monday earlier this week. So the message that we have is really big, um, and safety is extremely important to me. My job, my mission in life is to prevent injuries and death at short-term rentals. And if for listeners who don't know this, short-term rentals are the most dangerous segment of the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. There are more accidents at short-term rentals than at cruise ship, on cruise ships, at hotels, inns, 
airplanes, all of that combined. And there's a huge opportunity for us as hosts and managers to address and reduce the number of accidents. And it's possible. And so um, I've been working with safety since an incident happened at a short-term rental I managed back in 2013. And since then, I've come up with what I believe is the most complete safety checklist that if you follow it, will reduce the risk of accidents at your short-term rental and prevent injuries and deaths from happening. So a uh, strong background in safety from the Coast Guard. I've been a firefighter for 15 years and a vacation property manager at the largest vacation rental company in the Northeast. So I believe I'm well qualified to help guide people in the right direction. You are more than well qualified. You are the go-to. And whenever, listeners, whenever we have questions about safety, um, we have a direct line <laughs> with Justin at this point, which is so helpful. And of course, we share that wealth of knowledge with all of you. But Justin, you and I and Nettie were talking about you know, what we could have you on and talk about next. There is so much, but with summer and spring around the corner, like Nettie said, pool and spa safety and opening up those um, those amenities are, are happening all over the world right now. So can you share with us maybe like your top seven, I hear you have seven tips to share with us about pool and spa safety, safety that will keep our hosts and our owners in tune with keeping their guests safe? Absolutely. And you know, to for people who don't have a pool, the impact of pools on short-term rentals is huge. Supposedly, and I don't know, there's, there's supposedly 1.8 million short-term rentals in the United States right now. I've just done a tour down the East Coast. I, I feel like there's 1.8 million just in the Outer Banks alone. <laughs> so um, I feel like there's more rentals than that. But supposedly there's 1.8 million my guess is, my educated guess, because I can't find the statistic anywhere, is that at least 350 to 400,000 of them either have a pool or have access to a pool if it's a condominium. So we're talking about a subject that affects probably at least one third of short-term rentals, if not a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to go with, yes, especially when you include hot tubs, spas, There's, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yeah, I would... Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. For my gut reaction is I was a little low, but because I, I even know like yeah. e- people are putting them on rooftops now, and oh. you know what I mean. They're finding even if they don't have like sprawling uh, landscape to put one, like they're finding places to put these amenities to try to attract. I mean, just there we have one of mm, our one of our members, members. Yeah, has a hot, he's in Chicago, and he was like thinking of ways to like get interest for his listing to stand out. And so he put a, a, a spa hot tub worked, yeah, yeah, into sure. his listing. So, um, yeah. Well, and, and that's the important point that I want to make is, you know, we are all kind of guessing on this, on the statistic, because it, it's really not out there. But the reality is, and the point that I want to make before we even get into the safety of them and the dangers and all that is don't shy away from pools. I'm going to talk a lot about safety today, but they are a very important amenity. They help you rent hot tubs, help you get rentals. They certainly, um, you know, friends reach out to me all the time. Hey, do you know of a great rental with a pool that's at, at somewhere warm? Right. So very, very important amenity. And I want to make sure people understand that my message today is not anti-pool, anti-hot tub. And I think that they're important amenities, but there's just a lot of things that have to be done first, just like Anything that you do, you know, before you go out in the morning, you got to put on your shoes, tie your shoelaces, put on your belt, 
uh, put on your makeup, ladies, put on your hair gel. There's a lot of little things you got to do before you get going. And the same thing applies to pools and hot tubs. Okay. So what what are those things, especially now, because people are just opening them up probably for the first time in at least pools, maybe not hot spas probably have been going on all year, which that probably has its own its own category of, of safety uh, measures to be uh, dialed in. Absolutely. So let's start with um, something that's really great that comes out of Palm Springs, California. Now, Palm Springs, California has more swimming pools than any place in the world per capita. And as a result, pool safety is very big there. They actually require, if you want to list your short-term rental in the city of Palm Springs, you have to have an electrical inspection. So first and foremost, if you have not had a full survey of the electrical components of your pool or hot tub, in the past three years, you want to do that. Ooh. And the, re- the reason behind that is that, especially in a salty environment, such as near the ocean, things corrode. Um, there are fires. In fact, there was a fire in a hot tub last night that I just heard about. Actually, fires in hot tubs are much more common than people ever would dream about, but also electrocutions, especially with corrosion and chemicals and things like that. So, Having an electrical inspection, having a certified licensed electrician come in and taking a look at all of your electrical work that's related to your pool. And I'm talking the filters, pumps, heaters, extremely important. You shouldn't rent your house without having that done to begin with, um, but you should have a review done every three years. And is that is that just, I could call any like electrician would be able to, to do that? Or is it have to, do they have to have to have to have some sort of hot tub experience too? What I call no, a hot no, tub company elect- or electrician? Any electrician can do it, but um, probably, you know, the best thing to do is to talk to your pool service company or your, if you're working with a company. I mean, I firmly believe that you should have a company that services your hot tub and pool so that the right chemicals are being put in there and attended to, especially if you don't live near your rental property. So um, working with that company to to connect with someone is the best way to go. Okay. Okay. So electrical inspection... For every, pool and at spa, least though. every three years. At least every three years. But uh, if you've never had it done before, get get right on that and have that done. There's all these codes and CEC Article Six Eighty Point Six. So I mean, there's there's some crazy little things that are out there. Um, and they're also going to check GFI outlets. People love to bring a charger out by the pool to keep their phone charged. They're going to check all that type of stuff for you and make sure everything's in good shape. All right. That sounds... Okay, that sounds easy enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And it's, it's probably not going to be very expensive to do to have that but- reviewed. Number two, this is a big one. And this is one that I see over and over and over as a big problem in the short-term rental industry. And if you don't know about this, our friends over at Proper Insurance um, have a great blog post about this, and it's related to pool depth markers. And one of the things that they have shared, and it's now been set as precedent in the industry, is that the largest lawsuit against a short-term rental host was actually won two years ago now in Alabama, $11.3 million, because someone dove into a pool at a (gasps) short-term rental and there were no pool depth markers. They did not know how deep it was and they are paralyzed. Oh gosh. Right. So it's there. The jury looked at it, awarded it. It was appealed. It's been, it's been settled. And there's so much that needs to be done about that. And I was just in the outer banks, as I said earlier this week, and I saw so many pools that don't have depth markers. And you look at it, you don't know how deep it is. You look at the water 
mom and dad are still unloading the car and the teenage you know boy gets out and wants to go dive in. If he sees that it's five feet, he's probably not going to dive. But looking at it, sometimes it looks like it's 10. It looks like it's 12. You just mm-hmm. never know. And if you've been to the Hilton or the, the Marriott recently and you've looked out there at the pool, they have pool depth markers, all commercial settings, your local YMCA. The reason they have those is because they've also been sued. So we need to take the wake-up <laughs> call from the accident that happened in Alabama. Um, it's inexpensive. You can spray paint them on. They sell them online. They're not that much money. But you need to have pool depth markers all the way around your pool. And these, sorry, okay, Nadia. No, that this might sound silly. Like, could we go to Amazon right now and get pool depth markers that are just like stickers or something that we could add to the side? You know, people could add to the exactly. side. They're, they're that, and that will pass for for the marker. That will pass. Okay. Yep. It is. And there's guidelines for it. They have to be at least four inches in size and they can't be more than six feet apart. So okay. um, there's some basic guidelines for those, but they need to go all the way around the pool. Um, they have to be there. And for those of you who mm-hmm. don't run out your house very often and you think that suddenly makes it look commercial, maybe you can come up with a temporary solution that you just put down when you're renting it. And then when you're back there, you, you don't want to feel like you know, you know how deep the water is. And when your friends are over, you don't want to be like, yeah, we rent it. That's why we have the markers. Gotcha. So that's, that's the number one reason why I see people don't want to put them at their short-term rental is they're like, oh, now we suddenly look like we're commercial. Hello, you are. You, I was, I was just going to say that, Justin. I was like, well, that's because now you are. No, like, it, you want to get money for your place. You've got to, you've got to do the things. I get it though. Like, I don't, here, here's what I'm going to say. As, as we were talking about this, in my, in my mind, I'm thinking, I have, you know, if you go on Airbnb or Verbo right now, there are hero image after hero image of pools that I know for a fact are super sleek. I have not seen any pool marker, depth markers on those because aesthetic, and you, you, Sarah, and I talk about this a lot. Aesthetically, it's just like when people don't want to have the fire extinguisher in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, on the wall. It's, I think it's, we're in that same, we're, we're getting, we're in that same territory with, pool markers as it's the aesthetic, the design, you know, but no, I, I completely get it. But that's probably pushback on what you're saying. Like people feel like it's commercial, but if people are paying you to stay at your place, it it's, is. <laughs> it's a transaction. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a public accommodation. And that's what a lot of the lawyers reference when they're doing the lawsuits. You know, it was a public accommodation. You paid a state lodging tax or a local lodging tax. Sure. They're paying a lodging tax. It's They're paying a tax because they're renting something that's offered to the public. And that's where that's where all those Ooh. issues come in. Whew, that was a good one. All right. Okay. Pool depth markers all around the pool, at least four inches, no more than six feet apart. I can get on Amazon. Got it. Yep. All right. That's so a good one. I'm going to, I'm actually going to go back one step because I, I forgot kind of like, I'm going to take this in the order of when you get to the pool and we should talk about the pool barriers. Okay. Um, pool barriers are really big. Um, they're state law in certain places. For example, Florida, number one cause of death in the United States by children under the age of five is accidental drowning. The number one cause of children under the age of nine in the state of Florida continues to be pool drownings. And it's, it's a really important thing. And let's just take an overview of pools to begin with. I don't have one, but when I go on vacation, I want to use one. I don't know anything about them. I'm not somebody who has a pool behind my house that in the summer is open all summer. 
Um, or maybe, you know, if I live in Florida, it's available all year round. So when I show up at a short-term rental, I'm not experienced with it. My kids aren't experienced with it. And we've got to remember that about all of the guests that come stay with us. You've got to assume that they don't know anything about pool safety at all, every single one of the renters. And so access to them and keeping the kids out of them is very, very important. If you have a, a pool fence around the pool, then you got to make sure the gate latches all work. If you don't have it, for example, I was up in Cape Cod recently. It's not a law out on the island in Nantucket, but they had a pool cover. So you got to make sure people know how to retract and open the pool cover. And if you don't have either of those, and that's not a law wherever you are, then you need to have the right pool alarms in place. And they've got some really nice products out there. Um, there's a, a new one that I love called the Manta Ray. It's about two or $3,000, but if you're running a pool, you can afford that. It detects motion in the pool. It's solar powered. You don't have to do anything with it. You just put it in the corner of the pool and it can tell if someone has stopped moving in the pool and sets off a, an alarm. Um, so it doesn't just work on whether there's waves or not made by someone falling in, but actually that they're not moving. Oh, wow. That's, that's very cool. High tech. Yeah. So pool safety barriers, really easy. Um, the federal government has come up with guidelines for them okay. at pool safely, not safety, but safely. So S-A-F-E-L-Y. Um, poolsafely.com has, if you have a pool or a hot tub at your short-term rental, you should know everything that's in on that website. It, if you have an above ground pool, it has recommendations for a barrier that goes around the ladder so that the kids can't climb up the ladder into the pool. If you have a pool that's in ground, it has recommendations for barriers, all the heights, all that information. It's free information. Everybody who has a pool should know that information. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, okay, I'll save my questions that aren't related to, to the end. Okay. So, just to recap, we have pool barriers, we have pool, pool markers, markers, and electric inspection. electric inspection. Okay. And, and again, well, I think you guys can probably put a link to this, but make sure that everybody can knows about the U.S. product, yes. uh, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission safety barrier guidelines for residential pools. Okay. Okay. We'll link to that. Yep. So, I think we're on number four, right? We are. We are. Yep. Yep. Number four is um, something that's really where where kids are drowning a lot right now. And, you know, I always hate talking about the ones that happen, but we just had a child die last night um, down who was uh, basically incubated for the past two weeks. But she was at a vacation or a short term rental, excuse me, in Marathon Key down in Florida. And it was a case of the parents were there. They just didn't know that she had fallen in the pool and drowned and they were watching. Uh, and that's where a lot of these things are, are, these pool drownings are happening. And the federal government has a whole pass guide that basically is saying, who's the water watcher? Right. And they, you can get free water watcher cards with lanyards. There's another um, company or not another company organization called Levi's Legacy. And that was started by someone whose son, Levi, died in a short-term rental down in Florida. Again, there was there were 16 adults watching the pool and um, Levi drowned. Mm -hmm. And it's because no one was specifically in charge and nobody really knew that, right. that the person had fallen in the pool. So 
pool toys are a lot of what contributes to that. Proper insurance doesn't allow people to have um, pool toys supplied at the rental. The guests can bring them if they want to, but it's because, again, the kids will disappear under a pool toy and you don't realize that they're in trouble. And some of these pools are like not that big. They're like twice the size of a king-size bed. And you've got, um, you know, Annette, I'm, I'm sure you have one of those flam- pink flamingo floaties. I can just see that you have. <laughs> yeah, it holds a drink. But I do. Have, <laughs> and you've got the unicorn floaty. Suddenly you've just covered more than half the pool yeah. so that you can't see under the water. And so it's really, really important that someone's in charge of watching and that you're managing the number of toys. You know, if you're done with a toy, take it out of the pool and make sure someone's watching. Mm. And, you know, what you were just speaking to, too, even if there are 16 adults, those adults don't understand the, the swimming level of each child in the pool. You know, if let's say you're a parent and you know that your child has had, you know, extensive swimming lessons... It might be someone else's first first time um, in a pool. You know, you you don't know those levels of what the other children are at, so you might take it for granted that everyone everyone in the party is um, you know a good swimmer, and they may not be. Ugh. Someone uh, someone made a really good point to me. I was in Sandbridge, Virginia, on um, recently working with a professional company, and we're driving down the, the road there, and these people were just walking in the middle of the road. And I was like, what the heck are these people doing walking in the middle of the road? And his first thought, comment was, they're renters. And sure enough, we pulled up beside him and they were, they were renters staying in one of his properties. And he, as we pulled away, he said, you know what? These guys just turn off their brain when they go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And they do, they do. And I wish they didn't, but they do. They show up, especially after this pandemic, people have been in their houses and haven't been able to vacation. And now they're here and mm-hmm. um, drinking some wine and having a margarita. I mean, you, you, you're already in a position where you're just carefree and letting go. Right. You've got a pool involved with that. You can't do that. If, if there's kids that are swimming there, you've got to have somebody who says, all right, I'm the DD, you know, right. I'm that, I'm, I'm that designated person that's going to keep an eye out and watch this. And I think it's up to hosts to give them, some information on this. And I think the best way to do it is to start with the water watcher cards, sure. have a card hanging on the door when the, when the guests go out to the pool that says, this is, this is for whoever's in charge of watching the pool. I like that. You said it's just like a lanyard that you wear or something. So if you're wearing the lanyard, you're the, the water watcher for. And what about like those little like bracelets, Justin, like those little like stretchy bracelets you can get them branded for your rental or something. And they're like bright yellow. Would you recommend yeah, something like that I too? That. Yeah, brand it up, put it in charge, whoever's going to have it. And if they don't use it, you know, you, you can't force them to use it. Right, right. But at least, at least at a minimum, you've you've set the tone. Got and them it's, up, it's up to you as the host to set the tone for safety because the last thing anybody wants to have is have that mark on their record that somebody drowned in their, yeah. their pool or their hot tub at their rental property. Right. All right, on to the next. So rescue devices. And, and I mentioned this before. Um, nobody really wants their pool to look like the pool at the Hilton or the Y, but it really should. It really should be like that. And so when it comes to rescuing the guests, they need, you need to have a hook and a life ring there. And if you don't have one, you need to have the other. So if you're not a life ring person, and I mean, I could see a life ring being there. You have the name of your property. Yeah. 
puts the sandy toes and put sandy toes on the life ring and, <laughs> and hang it up there. People might take their picture in front of it, but you got to have it there. If there isn't a life ring at the property and someone does drown, that will come up in any lawsuit, but there were not safety devices provided at the pool, whether they needed it or not. Whether your pool is two feet across or 20 feet across, right. you've got to have a life ring. And if you don't have a life ring, then you have to have a pool safety hook. Pool safety hooks are about eight feet to 10 feet long. And they've got a like this lasso cable on it so that you can reach in and pull someone up. Okay. All right. That sounds easy enough. And again, these are things... I mean, you don't have to get your the the ring from a special store, correct? Justin, they can go on Amazon and get something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can get it anywhere just as long as it's, you know, they say U.S. Coast Guard approved on them. That's the kind I would recommend. You you certainly don't want to have an inflatable type one. Um, You want to have the hard rigid foam type. And um, if you've had one at your pool for a couple of years, it's time to replace it. The sun really will beat down and wear those out and they don't work very well. Uh, They become a a lead weight. Is that, so for the... For the like water watcher and the rescue devices, um, Justin, is that something that you still need to have if there's if it's just a hot tub though? Like, do you need some Not sort of for a hot tub? Okay, so just... so that's a good point. Um, we'll go back to barriers real quick. With hot tubs, you want to have you obviously are going to have a cover because you don't want to waste energy, right? But you want to make sure that uh, children under the age of seven can't easily get into a hot tub, and the way to do that is either with a lock. Okay. Um, they have hard covers. I've seen a hard covers at hot tub on uh, hot tubs a lot, or they need to have um, some sort of cinch down straps that make it difficult for someone the, under the age of seven to be able to easily open up the hot tub cover. Okay. And the little plastic ones that come with hot tub covers, those are junk. They don't work. As soon as they get water in them and freeze, people break them. So that's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like the kind of straps that you would put a canoe on your car with. Um, and obviously the best benefit is that they keep the wind from blowing the covers off, mm-hmm. but they need to be in place so that at least when the renters arrive, they can't just pop open the cover easily. Got it. And then obviously water watcher, yes, spa. If you have kids, you're going to have somebody paying attention there, but the rescue device, probably not for a hot tub. No, not, mandatory. not for the hot tub. Okay. Not, not mandatory for the hot tub. All right. Number six. So safety signs, and these apply for both the hot tub and the pool. There's been a lot of, there's been um, in the Myrtle Beach area, just in the past three weeks, we've had two hot tub drownings at condo facilities that had short-term rentals in them. There was a big one that made news in Aspen back in November, where a couple was found that had passed away, young couple in their late 30s. Uh, or early 30s, excuse me, um, had passed away at Snowmass in a hot tub. And they'd been there for a while before people found them. Only later did they learn that they had been electrocuted. Oh, jeez. A lot of different things. Hot tubs are are really just as dangerous when they're not checked for electrical safety and not making sure that chemicals are taken care of. Obviously, Legionnaire's disease is a big one. Yes. And last year in North Carolina at the state fair, everybody heard about 90 people getting Legionnaire's disease from a hot tub. And they got that just by walking by the hot tub, some of them. So um, that's, again, why you want to have the right pool guy coming by checking the chemicals. But for both of them, and this is number six, they need safety signs. you got to have those pool rules. And you've got to have the hot tub rules that are up there. You've got to warn people. You, it's common sense, and it may be 
a no-brainer to you, but you need to have signs that say, hey, no one under the age of 16 in here unless they're with an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, if you're pregnant, talk to your doctor before you get in the hot tub. Hey, no diving in the pool, no running around the pool. You have to have those in place because if they're not there and an accident happens, it's the first thing that a lawyer is going to bring up in a case against you is that, well, they didn't know that they shouldn't have gotten in while they were pregnant because you didn't have a sign there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, again, back to the Hilton and Marriott, they've learned their lesson. Um, and we need to we need to pay attention to what they've learned. The reason they have those at hotels is because they've been sued for accidents. And um, just like any public accommodation, um, you're on the hook too if if you don't have that type of information up there. And again, I, you know, um, I just recently did this last year, but you can get these signs on. I don't mean to like, Amazon is not sponsoring this podcast episode, but <laughs> on Amazon, but you can also get them branded. There are websites that you can go on, kind of use the verbiage you need to use for whatever you're doing. And then you can add your logo to it. You know, you can make it look really tight in terms of having it speak to your, you know, your brand and, and the aesthetic that you're trying to achieve at your property while still sharing safety information, right, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. I used to use a website called buildasign.com mm. and I would custom make all those signs at, at our rental properties and and use our font and yeah, and then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to look too commercial if that's not what you want to have, but you know, just get the information from what you see, you know, at a pool that's at the Y or something like that or look online and then customize it to whatever you want to do. And you could even add in a couple of your own things that you might want to put in there. See, and I think, I mean, obviously I'm probably, I am biased, but I would think it this whole commercialized viewpoint, it's like, I, I don't know. It makes it look like the owner knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've got these things dialed in. And so if they've got the instructions on, you know, pool safety and spots safety, they have other things dialed in too, like how comfy and awesome the beds are and the pillow. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it could all just tie together on, how put together you are as a host. So think of it that way. Addressing pool safety is not an accident. It's something you got to do. That's right. That's right. Okay, we've got one more, right, Nettie? Mm -hmm. We're on number seven. Yeah, one more. And this is a little bit of an obscure one, but it's it's definitely something to think about um, with pools. And that is diving boards and pool slides. If you have those, you want to get rid of them. The only pool slides that insurance companies like proper well, um, and I obviously love proper that we do their safety certifications, which, which gets them a discount. So I love a lot of what they're doing, but they're really one right thing when it comes to pool safety. So they've learned their lesson too from, from claims that have come in, but they will only allow pool slides that are built into the landscape. Okay. They won't allow pool slides where they're just a standalone where someone climbs the ladder and it's because too many people fall off of those. And I know people like to put those in at their rental to make it an, a cool amenity. Get rid of it. Get rid of it fast. Take it out. Sell it. <laughs> give it to your uncle that doesn't rent his pool out. But get rid of those. And diving boards, too. You do not want diving boards. You don't want anything that someone has to climb, walk out on, do anything above just jumping in the pool at your short-term rental. I think that's fair too, because you're not saying don't have pools, don't have spas, but you are saying like, but let's draw the line there where go to the local amusement park if you want your guests to be able to have fun on some slides. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, um, or 
you know, I think of, and when I talk about built into the landscaping, I, I think of Disney, a lot of Disney's pool slides. If you look at them, they're very safety conscious and all of their slides are built into the landscape. They don't have pool slides. And if you think about it, anywhere that you do go, that's public, they don't have pool slides where they're just out in the wide open and they certainly don't have them at hotels. Right, Again, right. too many accidents from those. So, um, uh, get rid of those as quick as you can. Well, I think it, you know, we learn so much from hotels. I mean, Sarah and I talk about, you know, short-term rental comparing to hotels quite often. So this is one of those other things that you you want to mimic what what they're doing because they're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it the it hap- they're, they're it doing it the same across, way. Yeah, it happens across all aspects of safety. You know, we've hit the seven topics, so I, I'll slightly step out. I mean, everywhere you go, when you go into a restaurant and you see that there's a funny step up and they've put yellow tape there, mm-hmm. it's because people have tripped and fallen over that. If you have yeah. that at your rental property, take that as a hint because, um, as you know from my other podcast, 83% of all accidents at short-term rentals are from slips, trips, and falls. So yeah. um, there's a lot of places commercially uh, that we can look to for guidance when it comes to what we need to do without overdoing it, but mm-hmm. just doing it in a way that ensures that our rental property is safe and certainly pool safety. Take a trip down to the local Hilton and that will give you a good idea what you need to do. Right. Justin, this was good. I'm really this pool depth markers. Now I'm like thinking of every place that I've been recently. Do they have this? Uh, so I'm going to be No, on, now Nettie, anytime we see a pool now, Nettie's going to be like, like, oh, no, Justin pool. Ford won't let that happen. Nope. No, it's good. No, this is really great stuff because like you said, I mean, I've, I did not grow up with a pool. I've never personally had a pool at a property that I had a, to tend to. So this stuff isn't second nature. And then um, again, if if someone's vacationing and they're like Justin said, like everyone is on, va- we're too, that's the, the goal of vacation is to, to turn off and tune out. And yeah. um, especially around the pool, uh, that's can be a recipe for disaster, unfortunately. So uh, Justin, thanks for sharing all of your knowledge. I'm sure that our listeners, some of them probably have a new to-do list today. After but all very but doable. Yeah, but good. Oh yeah, but can be done today. Oh, absolutely easily doable. And you know, when you take a look, a lot of what I talk about now is, is cost and risk and pools are one of the highest risk items. And yet if you're adding a pool onto a three-bedroom rental property, you're probably looking at that pool generating you at least thirty dollars or $40,000 a year in income for the fact that it's there. And so if it's doing that mm-hmm. to invest 2% of that income <laughs> yeah, right. into safety is a no-brainer. So don't look at it as spending four or 500 bucks to have an electrician come over and to put some pool markers down. Look at it as we just made a very small investment from the annual income to ensure that people are safe. That's right. Boom. That's excellent. That's great. All right, Justin, anything else uh, that you want to share with our listeners? I mean, you know, we'll have you back, but anything at this point that you want to share them with as they open up their rentals for the, for the summer months? This is the busiest summer that we're ever going to see with short-term rentals. I've been up and down the East coast. Everyone's booked solid. I was just at the outer banks and April looked like 4th of July there. Um, It's going to be a busy summer. There's a lot. Everyone's freaking out about, oh my gosh, where are we going to find cleaners? And it's going to be busy. And so staying on top of safety with all the other hectic things that are going to happen with, um, you know, cruise ships aren't moving yet. People still aren't ready to go to hotels. Vacation rentals are on stage. And um, short-term rentals are where people want to go. 
And so pay attention to the safety. Don't let that get slipped away because complacency is devastating. And Justin, if our listeners want to get a hold of you at all, or um, I know you have some resources out there that they can take a part of, can you share that with us? Yeah, Justin at breezeway.io or safety at breezeway.io. Or you can link over through my website as well, which has all the links to every podcast I've been on with you guys, as well as lots of other articles I've written on safety and information on safety. And that's at justinford.expert. All right. All right, Justin, we cannot wait to have you back in the future. Thanks so much for your time and your expertise today. Listeners, I am Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant, and together we are... Thanks Thanks for for visiting. visiting. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products, from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting. Ever wonder what it would be like to have personalized guidance from Annette and me? Imagine achieving the same incredible results we helped Amy achieve, increasing her overall revenue by a staggering 187% by diving into her biz numbers. Or perhaps you'd love to boost your hosting business like Miranda, who added a fantastic $10,000 by refining her pet policy. Well, here's a scoop. There's only one way to get that one-on-one support from Annette, myself, our expert coaches, and our industry pros is by attending our on-demand workshop. Trust us it's worth it. During the workshop, we'll make an offer to all of our attendees to join our membership. Once you're a part of our exclusive membership, you'll gain access to our elite community of hosts in our private Facebook group. This is where the magic truly happens. Members are engaging in discussions about their business numbers, occupancy rates, how to handle guest challenges, and providing unwavering support to one another. Plus, we will have live coaching calls to help you dive deeper into portfolio growth, team building, marketing, and so much more. Don't wait any longer. Head on over to www.hostmasterclass.com right now to secure your spot and embark on this exciting journey with us. That's www.hostmasterclass.com. Trust us, you won't regret it.